is the fact that I see that we're really making a change in uh, people's life uh, because often uh, we go to start a, a project and uh, there are issues that we have to to, to tackle and uh, uh, be it uh, you know providing ele- electricity access to communities that don't have that or, or be it helping an industry to be to really gain uh, energy savings and, and so on. Hi and welcome to the podcast Making an Impact. This is the podcast where all aspects of working in the global impact sector are discussed. My name is Helen Rask and I will be the host in this podcast. In this episode, we will meet Rana Gonaim, who is the Chief of Energy Systems and Infrastructure Division at Unido in Vienna. Rana will let us know how her work helps mitigate climate change, what it's like to work in the energy sector, and why she got into that field in the first place. So, let's get started. Today I'm very happy and honored to have Rana Gonaim, who is the Chief of Energy Systems and Infrastructure Division at Unido in Vienna. Rana, welcome to the podcast, Making an Impact. Thank you, Helen. Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. Uh, What's Unido? UNIDO is the United Nations uh, Industrial Development Organization. It's a specialized agency that's mandated to support developing countries and econ- countries with economies in transition uh, in their path uh, to uh, inclusive and sustainable industrial development. And uh, we do that usually by supporting uh, four key areas of work, uh, which are creating shared prosperity, uh, advancing economic uh, competitiveness, strengthening knowledge in institutions, and finally safeguarding the environment, which is actually um, the the area uh, under which most of my work uh, contributes here at UNIDO, uh, because our work on energy relates quite a lot to uh, mitigating climate change and supporting improving the environment. And your responsibilities as the chief of the Energy and Systems and Infrastructure Division, what is that? Um, that's uh, that's basically uh, a very demanding uh, job uh, uh, because uh, my role here is really to work on uh, setting the strategy uh, for the division uh, and identifying the key programs that we would like to uh, work on and then working here with the team on uh, uh, mobilizing a pipeline of uh, projects uh, that correspond uh, to that strategy and that also supports different member states working with UNIDO um, to achieve certain goals related to uh, the energy sector. Uh, And so you can say um, basically it's a combination of uh, strategy development, identifying the right partners, uh, the the funding, and then uh, creating kind of a work program here with the team uh, to uh, materialize that. Uh, On the other side, uh, obviously, uh, this is the technical part of of the job on the other side, also being the chief, I uh, also uh, have to uh, work with the team uh, on uh, team building, uh, delivering uh, um, what we commit to, because 
at Unigo, we always have to set out our annual goals or biannual goals. And so part of that is working with the team on monitoring uh, that, seeing what are their needs, be it uh, their needs for further development or also uh, helping them in uh, solving uh, problems uh, in the implementation of the programs. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of in a nutshell what uh, uh, that, that role uh, implies. You got a job now? Then the fellowship is the way to keep your career progressing and your profile employable throughout your life. What are you waiting for? And your division, uh, what are you doing in, in uh, the mitigation of the climate change? Um, well, well, we do quite a lot, uh, but I would like to uh, put it or frame it within uh, two main uh, pillars. Uh, one is uh, looking at uh, the decarbonization of industry, so uh, working with uh, industry and with governments to uh, support industries uh, uh, reduce their uh, uh, climate change impact, mostly by introducing energy efficient technologies and renewable energy uh, technologies. Uh, and uh, on the other side, uh, the second pillar of uh, our work is uh, to support countries in deploying uh, low-carbon uh, infrastructure. And that infrastructure uh, obviously is dependent on uh, the needs of the countries where we work. So it can be uh, a mini-grid uh, in an African uh, country where we're working on uh, energy access. Uh, it can be uh, uh, energy, uh, renewable energy supplied into an industrial park for a middle income country where they are having uh, uh, industrial parks being set up or it can also be uh, um, infrastructure for electric mobility so setting up renewable energy uh, charging stations for uh, electric cars which is uh, one really uh, very booming area in our area of work and do you see that uh, globally electric cars uh, it is growing. I mean, it's not yet, uh, the market maturity is obviously not yet uh, at its peak, but it's an area that is growing a lot. And uh, over the past year, uh, we have been also getting quite a lot of requests from uh, member countries uh, at UNIDO to support them in this area, uh, because it's also part of this decarbonization of uh, the transport. Uh, so we have more than uh, 10 to 15 countries that are uh, lined up to work with us uh, on uh, uh, rolling out uh, electric uh, mobility. Obviously here our objective is not just to support electric cars because if this, the energy that is being supplied uh, to power those electric cars is not from renewables then it defeats the purpose. So uh, um, those two for us also go kind of hand in hand. What made you go into the energy sector? I really found it very fascinating. So I'm an environmentalist uh, by background and uh, I did work on a number of different uh, environmental uh, conventions uh, here at UNIDO. Uh, but um, I was working on a project which had a, a combination. So it, it combined this uh, reducing the use of chemicals, but at the same time, there's like the energy efficiency improvements. And uh, at, that, at that point, it was about 10 years ago, I really found 
found uh, the work on climate change uh, quite fascinating. Uh, a lot of uh, 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 challenges uh, to be tackled and also uh, the work uh, uh, really interested me because there is uh, work that we do at the policy level, so working with governments on developing uh, their roadmaps and we work with the private sector on implementing these um, raise awareness uh, of industry, uh, uh, work with financial institutions to make sure the capital that uh, industries need to invest in these technologies is there. So all that, the complexity, I guess, of the issue and at the same time, uh, the impact made me really want to take that step and move uh, towards uh, the energy sector. And um, yeah, I still love it even 10 years later. <laughs> What is your educational background and how has that helped you in your professional life? So as I mentioned, I'm an environmentalist. I have a bachelor's uh, in environmental science and I have a master's in environmental economics. Uh, I guess it's uh, the, by, by by definition, this, these topics are kind of multidisciplinary. Uh, and I think uh, what it, how it has helped me in my in my career is I have a more um, how to say a um, uh, broader uh, view of all of the issues and so I don't look at uh, you know the programs we develop in a, uh, an isolated way and just think of energy or climate I also have the the, 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 the opportunity or the knowledge also to look at um, other uh, impacts and really look into providing solutions that are not kind of uh, solving one part of the problem but really looking into an integrated uh, solution. Um, so yeah, I think that that has been um, the most significant uh, help I see um, for my educational background. How did you start your career with UNIDO? I'm an all UNIDO uh, person, I would say, oh, uh, because I started actually my career. So right from university, I did start my career uh, with UNIDO. I'm from Lebanon uh, originally. And so uh, I applied actually to start working on uh, an assignment uh, in Lebanon as a national expert uh, to uh, survey uh, refrigeration companies uh, in Lebanon for their use of ozone depleting uh, substances. Uh, and uh, at that point, uh, I, I think I, I was really uh, very much uh, committed and I really enjoyed the work of the organization. So I grew my career here uh, from a junior professional uh, all the way to a year ago, becoming the, the, uh, the chief of the uh, division here. Um, so it's been a very rewarding uh, journey and at the same time, uh, very uh, uh, exciting. What would you say is the most rewarding about your job, your current job? Well, the, the most rewarding ever, I think, in this whole journey, and it continues uh, now, uh, is the fact that I see that we're really making a change in uh, people's life, uh, because often uh, we go to start uh, a project and uh, there are issues that we have to uh, to, to tackle, and uh, uh, be it, uh, you know, uh, providing ele electricity access to uh, uh, communities that don't have that, or, or be it helping an industry to, be, to really gain uh, uh, um, energy savings and, and so on. At the end, when we're closing the project, there's always quite a lot of results and, and to celebrate, basically. And that's, that's something that is really very rewarding and that kind of drives me to uh, do more and more. Learn the secrets behind the impact organization's recruitment policies. 
how they change year by year, and use that knowledge to land your dream job. Become a fellow. How do you ensure that there are electricity in all places around the world? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the one billion dollar question. Yeah. I think uh, we're still working on solving that. <laughs> it's not an easy one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we, we, what, we, what we're trying to do at the moment is for sure no, but no one can do this alone. Uh, so not Unido alone. And so one thing uh, we are doing is really to partner with as many institutions as we can, NGOs, governments, private sector, um, to really identify the countries where this is the uh, the issue that is mostly needed and we have the evidence that shows that about 20 countries are not really going to achieve this universal uh, energy access so we we then zoom into that and uh, uh, work on okay how do we help in de-risking these environments in these countries because often why this is not happening is also that the investment environment in these countries is not really uh, the best so how can we de-risk that uh, through policy through providing uh, them with uh, the technical knowledge they need to um also bring uh, about these solutions? How do we unlock also the innovation potential of some of the uh, younger uh, uh, small uh, enterprises? Uh, and uh, then, you know, to put a plan for every country to uh, support how is it going to uh, electrify and bring in the resources uh, from uh, different partners as well to do that. Um, yeah, we're, we're still to see if this is going to be possible, <laughs> but I'm quite sure with uh, you know the dedicated efforts that I see and the enthusiasm of a lot of people working in this sector, uh, I'm quite hopeful that we can get there by 2013. Speaking about the challenges, what would you say is the most challenging about your job? Wow, okay. <laughs> Well, for me at the moment, uh, the, the the most challenging is uh, is actually uh, uh, growing into uh, being uh, uh, a team leader uh, because I've been uh, working uh, also uh, for. Um, uh, a long time in the organization as a as a project manager so making sure we are all aligned towards working on the same uh, goals and and promoting the best uh, for the countries that we support as well as unido uh, i think uh, for me at the moment would be uh, the, the 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 day the, the today challenge kind of are you moving around working with unido i mean do you have to rotate or are you based in a one location all the time? Uh, you have the option to rotate uh, if, uh, if uh, you want to. So we have uh, plenty of offices in different locations around the world. Uh, and uh, so you have the option to, to rotate. And in these cases, you would be uh, representing the organization in our uh, field uh, offices. Uh, it is, however, something that you would have to apply for and, uh, and uh, pursue. Uh, nevertheless, at the moment, within my job and most of the uh, colleagues who are working in technical cooperation, we move around, around a lot, not really permanently, but at least uh, you know to, to visit uh, project locations, to attend events, and so uh, on average you can say a week per month of uh, of travel uh, can be plus or minus. Obviously, it depends on the on the workload and the work area that you work in. Uh, so we move a lot, and and also that I think is 
part of enriching our experiences as UN uh, staff members, uh, uh, getting to experience uh, all different uh, places in the world from Latin America to Southeast Asia to Africa to the Middle East. Um, so this is in its own actually quite uh, interesting. Do you have a good example of, uh, of the best day at, at the work? The best day at work. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, I, I I wouldn't say like the best day at work. Uh, obviously, there's uh, there's many days having worked here already for 19 years. There's many days, and so I would have actually certain moments maybe that uh, that I would uh, uh, cherish in, in 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 my career. And one uh, of those, for example, is I was working on a project in Burkina Faso that was to support. Um, uh, female uh, beer brewers who have kind of cottage industries working in their uh, backyards to uh, make the beer to adopt energy efficient cook stoves. And uh, one of their um, outlets to sell uh, basically their products is a night market where we decided to go for uh, an awareness uh, raising session. We developed uh, uh, kind of a video and an interactive session with one of the women uh, leaders in that community to talk to the woman about the importance of, of cook stoves. And it was really striking for me going to that uh, place and uh, it's just really, I mean, there was, Starlight was the only thing that was really uh, providing light and, and they really needed to use torches to actually sell um, uh, their products. And at that point, I think for me, it was even a more bigger driver to say, yeah, I think I need, we need to really do a lot more. And it's a moment that I will really uh, always remember. Considering your extensive experience uh, working with uh, Unido and, and uh, Energy, uh, what would you say is the most needed skill in that field of expertise? So uh, I would say a number of skills are needed here and uh, probably effective communication would be one of those that is most important because we have to deal with different uh, stakeholders. So when we're going to the countries to discuss their uh, uh, plans or to uh, uh, pro be proposing certain policies, you have to often uh, be moderating discussions with a wide variety of staff uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, stakeholders. And uh, for that purpose, uh, I think being an effective uh, communicator who can bring the message clearly, who can also uh, bring people to a common uh, understanding and to a common position. I think this would be uh, quite uh, important. Um, in addition to that, uh, I think in addition to the effective uh, communication, uh, another skill uh, that I would say uh, is needed is uh, planning and organizing. <laughs> you know, in, in, in UNIDO, we are really uh, we have quite a lot of uh, uh, work, so it's a very demanding uh, uh, job in terms of uh, um, the deliverables we have to achieve. And so having a clear way in which you're planning and organizing your work and uh, uh, making sure uh, that we will be achieving our targets at the end, uh, that's, I think, another uh, skill that uh, is um, uh, very valuable as well. As Unity's headquarter is in Vienna, do you need to have uh, German as, as a language skill as well, or which, which languages are you using? 
within within the UN, uh, I think English is the common uh, language. Uh, of course, depending on countries where we work, uh, sometimes Spanish or French or Russian uh, or Chinese would be needed. Uh, German, as such, is not really needed for the job. Of course, it's needed for you to get around in your day-to-day -day life outside. But uh, I would say Vienna is quite of an international uh, city, so um, uh, it's not a must after 19 years of living here. I think I, I speak some decent uh, German, but it's uh, far from being perfect. So, um, yeah. Not needed for the job, basically. No. No. Uh, considering your 19 years uh, with Unido uh, and been like moving from all from being a junior staff all the way up to the top, I would say, uh, being the chief now, uh, what is your recommendation to others who want to have a similar career as you have had? Um, yeah, I think my recommendation would be uh, to go uh, for uh, uh, what they would love and to uh, uh, and and because this has been for me like the a very big driver. I've always uh, loved my work here. Uh, I've always been uh, committed and uh, uh, I've always uh, strived to do uh, the best. And I think this has helped me uh, a lot in uh, pursuing uh, my career here and uh, in. Uh, gaining also the, the trust of all of the uh, colleagues around me to be finally entrusting me with uh, this position as well. Um, so yeah, I think that that would be really my uh, tip uh, for uh, everyone. Thank you so much, Rana, for participating in the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks, Helen. It was uh, fun talking to you. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it interesting to learn more about the work of Unido. If you want more information or to look for a job with Unido, please check out our webpage www.impactpool.org. Upgrade to become a fellow to reach your full potential while making impact. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.